Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. Today's episode will give you some insight on what it means to re-enter with wisdom. We're coming in hot too often, which means we may be thinking too far ahead, being too impulsive. We come in with guns blazing and we don't always make our best decisions. Take a listen today. I hope it'll really help you in these days where so many are involved in re-entry. Love you all. Talk to you soon. Okay, here we are, coming in hot. Now, this is not to refer to any lyrics of any songs that would be inappropriate, but it is about re-entry on many levels. So I'm so glad we're together today here on Tent Talk, and I've just made re-entry home from Poland and Austria after many days abroad. I am home. So this topic, this uh, set of thoughts that's going to make up our conversation today is really, really strong in me because I've been thinking about it for several days because I always have to make plans to re-enter and to do it well. So this this uh, title has kept coming up in my mind over and over and over again, coming in hot, coming in hot. So I looked it up as to what the definitions for this uh, coming in hot means about uh, re-entry. Many people are facing re-entry because as restrictions uh, concerning COVID and lockdowns and all of that are being lifted in many places, Uh, And some people are just deciding not to comply with uh, new restrictions that want to come. You have people re-entering into the workforce, re-entering into social situations, re-entering into relationships and new things, you know, breaking open, old things passing away. So that's definitely a set of uh, issues that comes when you are in re-entry. Uh, Like me, some of you may just simply be re-entering to a place that belongs to you, but you've not been, if you will, in your place of authority, physically present, and so you've been having to rely upon others to um, act on and to execute the decisions that you needed to make and uh, things that needed to be taken care of, troubleshooting, that kind of thing, and so Uh, Now, though, you're back physically repossessing that which is yours. Not that you ever abdicated that authority, but now you're presently back, physically back. And so you will take care of things in a different way than when you are giving directions uh, from, you know, a remote location. So we're coming in hot, my friends. And so here is what some of the definitions, as I've kind of been thinking on this over the last few days, uh, here's some of the definitions of what it means to be coming in hot. It means that you're moving too fast. Sometimes upon re-entry, you're just so ready to be home. You're so ready to re-engage that you're moving too fast 
too impulsively. Uh, another one is you're just thinking too far ahead. And so you have started what ifing. Well, what if this? What if that? So you're thinking way too far ahead. You are buying trouble, as they would say. You are thinking things through that you don't even know are going to happen because you're coming in hot. You're moving too fast, and you are buying trouble where there is no trouble. Another definition could be uh, that you feel uncomfortable or pressured to move forward because maybe it's not you that's going too fast, but somebody is pressuring you in a conversation or a decision-making situation, and they are putting pressure on you, and they're wanting you to come in fast. They're wanting you to get on it, and they're talking to you in a way that is rapid fire and putting pressure on you, and so maybe it is that somebody's coming in hot because they're pressuring you in a situation um, and you are uncomfortable and you're feeling intimidated to make decisions that you're not yet ready to make. Now, in the military, on when they're talking about helicopters coming in hot, they're usually meaning they're coming in hot with all guns blazing, and so all the ammunition that's strapped to the sides of those helicopters are coming in hot, and those helicopters are not coming in making a nice quiet landing. They are coming in full force. Another one is if you, if you say, let's just say that you're coming home from work, and uh, <laughs> you call your spouse or your roommate or whoever you're with, or you're coming in rushing in from uh, you know work and you've got meetings to go to at church or in other aspects of your life, and they say, how are you doing as you're driving in? And you're like, look, I'm coming in hot. I'm still wound up from work and I'm kind of spoiling for a fight. Okay, my friends, that's not a good time to go into a meeting where you need to make calm, rational decisions. All right, another uh, can be, again, just simply, uh, and just having traveled for two days on, on uh, air flights, you know, it means you're coming in hot, means you're approaching the runway too fast. Uh, it can also be referring to people who purposely cause chaos and trouble. And so you know when they start coming into a situation or into conversations, they're just coming in too fast. And they can come armed with reckless accusations to disorient you, to attack you, and to put you on the defense by projecting their own perspective onto something. And that is not actually the way that it is happening. It has nothing to do uh, with what you are taking care of. And yet they're coming in too fast with judgment and their own perspective, and they're kind of trying to write their own narrative over a set of circumstances, and they want to put people on the defense, and so they're coming in hot. And so these are just a few definitions. Now, I think almost any of us would be able to identify places where we're the ones coming in too fast, coming in too hot, or where others may be trying to come into uh, circumstances in our life and project onto us a pressure or their own perspective. So let me say that coming in hot uh, can hit in three different areas. Coming in hot when you're making re-entry uh, can be where you have unrealistic expectations, 
And so you're fantasizing about it. You're thinking, oh, I've been gone away from home. It's going to be so awesome when we get together. And you're just saying wonderful things to each other. And then, boom, you actually meet. And then it gets, you know, very realistic because you've got problems to solve. You've got situations to unravel. You have conversations that need to be had. Uh, you've got decisions that need to be made, those kinds of things. And if you come in with unrealistic expectations that it's all going to be dreamy and we're all going to be in agreement and they're going to want to do everything my way, that kind of thing, then you can set yourself up for difficulty. Another one is just the fact that you're coming into the unknown. When you are in re-entry, there is the opportunity for, and this is not necessarily a negative, it's just a fact, is there's a little bit of anxiety because you're stepping into the unknown. How will it be? What will be going on? You're not in fantasy, and it's not that you're necessarily projecting something negative. You just literally are not sure what will all the circumstances be? How will we re-engage? How will we take care of this? So there's a lot of unknown. And then there's also the aspect that you can come in with irrational fears, irrational thoughts. And they are that, that means there are some big, overwhelming thoughts that you're having and you're believing something maybe uh, either because it's just purely irrational, it's just totally crazy, or you've had difficulties in times past, and so your, your irrational fear is based on real legitimate circumstances that you've had in the past. That's where sometimes uh, post-traumatic uh, stress can come in, whether on a minor or major scale. Now, the, I'm just starting to laugh a little bit about irrational fears because I've been thinking about this because it just cracks me up when I'm on uh, international flights and you're on a flight for like, you know, nine, ten hours. And I just laugh at myself and I just want to say this just because just I want to, okay, <laughs> is that one of the most irrational fears that I have ever had in my life, and it, this is so funny to me, I'm standing outside of the irrational fear, I know it's irrational, I know that it's not going to happen, but it is. it really tenderizes me to people who are dealing with true, true, heightened fears and, and difficulty. So this is just one that's for total comic relief, okay, is that when I go into the uh, bathroom on the airplane and we're shooting across the sky for nine to ten hours, I don't even want to flush the toilet because this totally irrational fear comes up is that I am going to uh, push the button that flushes the toilet and I'm going to get sucked out of the airplane and, and I'm going to get shot through the sky. Y'all are just going to have to bear with me here for a moment. I'm hoping I'm giving everybody out there a little bit of comic relief while we're talking about what can be some pretty intense situations when you're coming in hot. When you are making re-entry, when you're having to walk into uh, all kinds of different circumstances, I want to share with you one of my totally irrational thoughts. It's not a fear I live in. It doesn't keep me from going to the bathroom. It's just that it actually comes up every time I go in. So I literally am in the little tiny bathroom on the airplane laughing at myself because I have this little moment of a heat rush in my body when I go to flush the toilet because I think 
I know I'm not going to get sucked out of the plane, but this thought visits me every single time. And it just gives me the opportunity to laugh in the face of danger. Sometimes, my friends, we just have to laugh in the face of danger that is not actually real. All right. So now let's let's shift a little bit. Now that I've given you a little bit of comic relief, let's shift a little bit. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady. Did you know that when you are uh, thinking uh, about the unknown, irrational fears of re-entry and all the things that go with it, did you know that your body doesn't know that you're not actually living in those circumstances? For instance... If you start thinking about things that could happen and you can feel the stress and anxiety in your body starting to come up, you might have a little bit heightened breathing rate, heart rate. Uh, You're just thinking, oh my goodness, just at the thought of this, I just start to, uh, depending on what level you deal with this in panic or anxiety, Did you know that your body does not know that those things are not really happening? As far as your body is concerned, it's actually occurring. Therefore, you're literally zapping your body of energy and of of function that you're going to actually need for the real things that are actually going to happen as you go into re-entry. This is why we have to stop and think, you know, this is why we can have a lot of stress-related issues that come up, whether it's, you know, headaches or, uh, you know, we just just drain ourselves of, of energy when we let our minds run too far into the future, which is one of the definitions of coming in hot. I am thinking too far ahead. I am moving too fast. And these thoughts are coming rapid fire to me. My friends, this is when I say to you, we have got to abide in him and lean into him. Sometimes I have to say to myself, okay, if all of this were to actually happen, how would abiding in him how, how would we take care of it? Well, whatever is going to happen, there's going to be provision for that. We will live again. We will rise again. Out of the ashes, we will rise. So there's a, there's a place where we have to see this as a part of our slow fire, you know, real true discipleship is I can either decide out of my freedom to just let this stuff run wild inside of me unchecked where it's going to break me down, it's going to put me in, in, in strife and confusion with others, or I can begin to recognize, okay, these are some things that are happening because I'm coming in hot. I've got unrealistic expectations. Yes, I am stepping into the known. Yes, I am allowing irrational fears to control a lot of my world, but I don't have to stay there. So I want to give you just some very quick things that, you might want to look at when you're coming in hot, when you are just, whether you are in a physical re-entry like I've just been over the last couple of days, or you're about to, you know, you blew it and you lost your temper with somebody and you're about to have to re-enter uh, a discussion with them. You you blew it at work and you're going to have to go into that uh, team meeting and, and address this, or you know there might be a conversation later where you're going to have to you know, step forward and make make your thoughts and and decisions known 
any of these kinds of things. So here's what I want to say to you, just to give you a little bit of, of um, you know, concrete things, is number one, you must be present in the moment, in what is actually happening. This is where the scripture says, don't buy trouble for tomorrow. We have enough to take care of today. And when you recognize, whether you're two minutes or two hours in, and you realize, I am coming in hot. I am letting this stuff take me places that I do not need to go. I'm already coming in, all guns blazing, and that is not required. I do not have to shoot everybody down. I do not have to fix everything. I don't have to straighten everybody out. I need to get back into the moment of where I'm really at and begin to uh, take hold of the actual grace and ability of God that is within me. And I need to begin to get a fresh supply of Holy Spirit for the moment that I'm actually in. Do not buy trouble in the future, even if you're pretty sure there's going to be trouble in the future. You've got to take hold of the ability of God to live in the moment that you're in right now. What can I do right now? What is actually required right now? Is there even anything I can do in this moment? Which leads us into number two, which is to recognize what you can control and what you can't. Now, control is not really the goal, but just being present and making sure that you are Uh, walking in the obedience and the authority and the decisions that you can actually make. If you are uh, in another country and there are things happening at home, you can have conversations, video chats. There are decisions that you can make, but you're going to need somebody else to implement them here. You cannot control every decision that is made, even though you can Uh, execute your authority as a family member. You can make certain phone calls, have certain video chats. There are certain things you can do, but you are not physically present to carrying them out exactly the way maybe that you would like for them to be carried out. This is where you uh, need to do number three, which is to pay attention to the uniqueness of your particular situation. And that it's about your family. It is about your next step. It's about your life. It's about what God has given you to do. And there is a uniqueness of situation for you. So even though others may give you options and tell you these are some things you can look at, ultimately, you've got to look at the uniqueness of your situation and make the decisions that God is leading you to make for you, your family, your circumstance, your situation. So number one is be present in the moment so that you can receive real grace for that moment in the reality of what's really going on. Don't buy trouble, uh, even though you know there may be trouble that lies ahead. You need to stay current, drawing from the Holy Spirit so that you've got the energy and the mindset and the grace to be able to function in undisturbed peace and composure, because that is what we are promised in Isaiah 54, 13. It's what I've been promised, is that I'm going to be a disciple of him. I'm going to encourage anybody I have influence with to be a disciple of him, which means to be taught by him and obedient to his will. And then great shall be our peace and undisturbed composure, that even though there may be 
you know, a lot of things happening inwardly in you, you can learn how to lean into him and remain calm, even though you can feel the stress rising. Uh, that does not mean the stress has to dictate to you, nor does anybody else have to dictate to you. You can lean into him and hear him. Don't be overly pressured by yourself or others to make a decision that later on you're going to realize was not the best for you in your set of circumstances. So again, number one, be present in the moment. Number two, recognize what you can control and what you cannot. Number three, pay attention to the uniqueness of your situation. Number four, come in gradually. Come in slowing down. Come in fully recognizing that sometimes you don't need to pump the brake constantly. You just need to take your foot off the accelerator and begin to let the calm come, not in fits and starts, but let that calm begin to come slowly but surely simply because you took the f- your foot off of the accelerator. And if anybody else has their foot on the accelerator, you know that that needs to stop. Because you don't need to come in hot, my friends. You need to come in abiding in Him gradually and carefully. You might want to reflect back on uh, a podcast I did uh, quite a while back, but it was called Granular Breakthrough because it's inch by inch, day by day. Every breakthrough does not have to come, um, you know, quick and suddenly. Sometimes we are in a gradual and granular breakthrough. Number five, as I close out today, is connections. Talk to those that you want to when you are in re-entry who have wisdom for your situation, people that you trust. Don't be forced to bring in people uh, into your re-entry or your particular situation uh, that you don't want up in your private world. You don't want them a part of the uh, decision-making process. It doesn't mean that they're not maybe in the next tier of help or the next circle of help, uh, but in that immediate moment when you feel that you're coming in hot, you're coming in and you've got to make some rapid-fire decisions, you don't have to do it in a rapid-fire mode because sometimes we are in a very time-sensitive situation, but we need to not be pressed in the moment. So we don't need any heroes, if I can just say this. I don't need to be a hero. You don't need to be a hero. I don't need to be Superwoman. Uh, You don't need to be Superman. Uh, So you don't have to be the hero in the situation, nor do you need others that have a hero-type complex, and they're they're used to being brought in always in crisis. Um, You just need your people. You just need the people that your particular circumstance requires who may have the necessary uh, trust and skill to do exactly what's necessary. So you might be in a little bit of a crisis situation, and in that particular situation, this set of people will help you. Well, in a month or in a year when you're in another situation, another group of uh, people that are in your circle of life Uh, may be the ones that you need to call on. So this is very important, is to 
Watch uh, those who you're in connection with who don't have any need to be the hero and always be checking yourself that you're not trying to be the hero. And so therefore you take on exclusive responsibility and you're not willing to bring in other people to help you uh, whether you know you are at a far distance away or you just need help in making the best decision you need someone to help you execute your decision those kinds of things so let me say these again because I believe they're this important be present in the moment recognize what you can control and what you can't pay attention to the uniqueness of your situation come in gradually slow down Take your foot off the accelerator and watch your connections. Talk to the people that you want to. Talk to the people who can actually help you execute what you need in this time of reentry. So my friends, we're all going to have opportunities to be coming in hot <laughs> in these days of reentry in so many different situations. So I help, hope that this today has helped you to think things through a little bit, to recognize some things in yourself, and to recognize uh, certain things in those who may be around you. And so, as always, I hope that our time here together today has provoked you to go deeper with him and to connect more with me, if it could be of help. So, I love you all. Until next time. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccready.com.